So let's everybody warm up, get to it. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Seeker. Season 1 is the Book of James. We decided to kick off this podcast with the Book of James because no matter what your background or what your experience is with uh, Christianity or the Bible, um, this is a very accessible way to understand what it means to be a Christian. Prayer is... Prayer's... It's so interesting when when you when you step back and think about what you're really doing, like what you are able to do, who you are able to communicate with. It's uh, it is completely mind blowing. It just smokes. So the creator of the universe is looking for a relationship and a conversation with you. And when we think about it like that. I think it it, it kind of pushes us to have more of a very like deliberate planned time of prayer, a time to talk to the Lord instead of just whenever it happens, whenever I get time. Because I, I think without it, there, there's there's a very good possibility that if we start off where we were you feel like everything's going well so you have no conversation with the lord when everything breaks loose then you then you start talking to the lord like oh lord but we're intentional about everything that we do you're you're intentional about you know the conversations that you're going to have with your kids you're in, we're we're intentional about every single conversation that we're going to have every meeting we're going to schedule everything um, but the Lord ends up getting whatever's left. I guess that that's 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 the way I was going. Mm-hmm. Just this sliver of time. But He very much wants to have a relationship with us. And when we when we think about, it, He's our heavenly Father. I bored Daniel to the point that He's yawning. <laughs> our heavenly Father. He's looking at his watch and yawning. So <laughs> <laughs> You're bored with the Lord in prayer. <laughs> Like I, I just want to leave and pray. <laughs> Can I just, yeah? Well, in Jesus, all the time he used to, you know, kind of escape and go off and pray. Like he had specific, yes. you know, specific time that he went out. You know, he could have just kind of put his hands together and prayed, curled up in his bed in the morning, like when he woke up or before he went to sleep or whatever. But no, he got up and he actually made a point to go away to a prayer spot, to like something where he could kind of focus on that effort. And there's a lot of people in Scripture that made an effort to have that structure and kind of went away to be praying. Sure. And um, it's kind of kind of funny because I've I've kind of wanted to do that. Like, man, I should get up early in the morning. And I should just go on a walk and just go like sit at this certain rock, you know, and just pray. But every morning comes and goes. And I'm so comfy in bed. That's awful. I only bring this up because I'm true. bad at it. Yeah. And, and I don't know if there's a good or a bad. I, 
Daniel's just waiting to launch out. But I, I don't. There's no good. There's no bad here. The only bad is not talking to the Lord. Right. right? That's the only yes. bad here. Right. If you, if it's this very spontaneous thing that you do, but you are in conversation and communion with the Lord, go get it. Good. You know. But we get so complacent with it that we just don't talk to him and and we have him available to mm-hmm. talk about everything. Like that's why we end up spiraling and worrying so much about just stuff, nonsense, because we haven't sat down and faithfully just poured it out and talked to the Lord and go back and do it again and again and again. Like we will have more conversations with self help books and, and people who can't help us whatsoever than we will with the Lord. Hand up, because you know I'm just saying that's that's more what we're about. We want to talk to 20 different people to get advice, and eight different websites we'll look up. And when everything is said and done, after we've just went through every single mode to try to help us, we'll drop to our knees and pray, and then it gets fixed. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Daniel? You've been Did so patient. You off? Did I cut you off? No, not at all. I'd hate to. I never would. I tried, um, I guess it was like two years ago, Nikki was going to be doing something for a weekend, and so I thought, oh, this is, and I wasn't, I didn't go with her wherever she was for whatever reason, and she had Posey with her, so I was kind of had the weekend to myself, and so I thought I was going to do a solo, like, little backpack adventure climbing thing, and I brought the dog, and um, I thought it'd be kind of cool, I had this vision of getting up to this alpine lake up in the Cascades, and... And I picked one out of Google Earth just randomly, like, oh, that looks like a cool lake. Made sure there was no trail that actually went to that lake, you know, and figured out how to, like, cross-country to it. And and then in my mind I had this vision of once I got there, I was just going to spend basically, like, a full day just praying, you know, just being, just trying to, I don't know, feel more connected and whatnot. And it didn't quite work out how I planned because... There ended up on the maps. It shows like a, a main stream, and there's like three streams I had to cross. And there were, I had to end up putting the dog over my shoulders and balance across logs, and like all, it ended up being a lot, a lot more complicated than I thought. And then the train ended up being so steep, I was like grabbing roots and scrambling up the hillside. And with the dog and, on your back? Well, the, no, I the dog was just trying to climb blue. along, yeah, blue with, with me. Blue. Um, but she was having a hard time. Like, after a while, it got steep enough where, like, and there's, like, granite slabs, like, and stuff, and she just couldn't do it anymore. And so finally I got to a point where I was, like, maybe three-quarters of the way where, where I wanted to go, but I found this great, like, granite slab outcropping in the middle of all this forest where it was flat, and there was a little stream that ran right through, like, a little channel through the granite. I was like, oh, that's perfect. It's flat. I can just lay it, you know, my sleeping pad out here and... I'll just enjoy the view. I had a view out to the valley from there, and I was like, this is perfect. All I really wanted to do is just escape and, and be able to try this experiment of just having a day, like, just kind of to focus solely on trying to engage my prayer life and whatnot. And it was, it was, it was cool, but it was also kind of a flop, because after a half an hour of praying, <laughs> I suddenly ran out of things to pray about. Like, I didn't know what... I couldn't keep my mind focused long enough to like, and so then I started kind of singing songs to myself, <laughs> and then it's hard. Have you, I mean, have you ever tried to like make a concerted effort to have like a long prayer like that? It is. It's really hard, and I think that there's something to be said for it being a, a kind of a skill that you develop to be able to pray well and to pray 
for for more than just you know your your five minute prayer or whatever it is that you normally would do. Um, and to me, I took it as something like as a you know okay, I didn't do so well at it this time, but this is new. This is the first time I tried it. But it opened my eyes to the fact that um, that I need to have a more dedicated approach to being able to to foster a deeper level of a prayer life where you can sustain a conversation, even if it's just a prayer conversation. I mean, if you could only talk with your significant other, you know, for 20 minutes before suddenly you're like, okay, well, I guess we're, you know, out of things to say, awkward, you know, <laughs> you, probably, you probably wouldn't have gotten married or whatever, right? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, and your relationship with God obviously should be even more substantial than that. You know, you should be able to have a, more than a conversation like that with them. So, anyways, it's just an interesting experiment. You should try it sometime and see uh, see if you can go an hour. See if you can go an hour. That's the that'll that'll be the challenge. See if you can go an hour in meaningful prayer and see what happens. See if you can do it. There's a profound metaphor somewhere in that story. <laughs> I'm not the guy to find it. <laughs> I really like that though. It's, it's not the most flattering story, but it's a true story. That's, that's true. I, that works. <laughs> totally there. I, you know, I I find that I I'm sending sending God more text messages than anything. You know, like <laughs> the day, like Lord, this isn't working. Please help. Help. S O S You know, please help me. Thank you. Have a great day, right? And yeah. uh, but those prayers are awesome too, though. It's not that they're not necessary. I'm, I'm saying that's good because let's mm-hmm. use your spouse as an example. Like you do text Nikki throughout the day, probably. Um, man, we have talked about everybody in your family. Blue Nikki, <laughs> every give your address, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those are important. They keep it going, and like you stay in communication. But also, to your point, what happens like? Could you and Nikki really sustain the like this really strong level where you know if if all you did was just text her a couple of times throughout the day and you kept conversation going whenever you got home you were like and you were out of there right. and, and you just you know that is a big piece missing and you know we're communicating right we're communicating you know lord's definitely communicating with us he gives us his word is amazing um and and then he gives us this other way to communicate you know we tell him what's on our heart nothing he doesn't already know but we can communicate again it's amazing and um yeah i think if we just text god we're we're, we're missing out mm-hmm. and i don't just think i know that we're missing out if we just text god Maybe unless you text really... Really long texts. Or all the time. You know, sometimes you get those texts where it's like, you know, your phone just goes chimes, 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 and you look and there's like 10 texts that had a breakup because it's so long. Those might be better. It says one of three. Yeah. <laughs> it, but but it's it's all it's about quality. Uh, mm-hmm. You should probably just know that. It's it's about quality. So right. it, it, could, it could be that... It could be that you just speak to the Lord... In smaller pieces, but you you really concentrate and you really have a, a meaningful conversation with the Lord. I I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say about all this is is that in in no sense is it ever just cavalier and kind of passing and like flipping, mm-hmm. right? And I think when you said it's about quality, that speaks to the effective fervent prayer, right? 
I think you can pray fervently in short bursts. I think you can pray fervently in mm-hmm. you know little directed, immediate sort of situational prayers. And I think you can also do it in a longer, I don't know if dialogue context really works out there, but I think you can pray fervently <laughs> in, a, in an extended setting. Um, but I really think that's the key, is the quality of it. Are you just, mm-hmm. is it an afterthought? Is it just, you know, please don't let me die tonight. <sighs> You know I mean? Yeah, you, you get my point. Yeah, right. yeah. Or is it? Are you? Are you considering the Lord, and are you considering the relationship, and are you considering where your heart is, and where you are in your walk and in your faith, and are you considering, you know, that every good and perfect gift comes from above? Are you considering every one of those? Are you considering the? the spiritual nature of whatever trial you're going through that's what makes your prayer fervent that's what makes your prayer effective is when you're open to those those particular elements those spiritual components in our lives and it's not just thanks for the grub gotta eat it's thank you for blessing me so incredibly abundantly and Mm -hmm. you know that i think that's the difference and i think that's what james is encouraging us to is pray for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, pray in in good times and in bad and sickness and in health and in need and in in bounty, but do it fervently. Do it energetically. Do it. Do it. Pray like you mean it. Pray. Act on that faith when you're praying. Have that relationship and that that joyful spirit. Right. And, and back to the relationship piece, I know we talked about it, but you bring us almost full circle. Perfect circle, if you like that band. Circle of life. <laughs> Such a good band. Um, Way to bring a perfect circle into really? the conversation. Perfect circle. You didn't like perfect circle? I'm just... You're a fan of Tool. <laughs> there, I, I did like some Tool. What is... I mean... Man... Here we go. Moving on. <laughs> you talk about the the verse you read about fervent effectual prayer. This is where the community aspect comes back into this whole thing. We're talking about going through trials. People are persevering. We should be praying for them. And I was thinking about what Jesse was saying. There, there's... It, and I, I'm definitely a victim of this. On another podcast, you said, have you ever tried to just not pray for yourself and pray for others? And we find ourselves running out of things to pray for others. It it should make us probably wonder how deeply we're in the lives of other people and how many who all we're in the lives of, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's struggling with something. Oh, yeah. But how deeply we are in the lives of others in the community um, a, that person, whoever, whatever struggle it is, it says here, confess your sins one to another. Like, let your brother or sister know where you're at. One, be open so that they can they can take those things and think about them and really think about you and um, and and pray for you right. and, and really encourage you, one. And secondly, when you do this, when you're deeply in the lives of multiple people in a community of believers and non, whatever, um, then you have... You have you have a 
Wow. <laughs> Every time I talk, just a reflex. Only when I talk. It's a Julian reflex. It's cool. <laughs> when you are in the lives of many other people, you have so many people to pray for. And you can count that a joy to be able uh, to, to pray to the creator of all about all these other folks that you're in the life of. Like I, I just, now you're yawning. I might as well quit. Like, it's contagious. It's amazing. I didn't start it, but you just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a high talk time on this thing. <laughs> I'm done. Sorry, you were saying. I, I, I think you're for you're a making a fantastic point, and I'm. No, you are. Keep going, dude. You are. To agree with you. <laughs> I'm done. Multitude of sins. First twenty. No, but you're right, though, Julian. Because if if because <laughs> this is tying it back into this, you know, this how much you know your your brothers and your sisters right and and praying together because of it if we don't know what each other is struggling with uh, this verse is always intimidating for me because you know you think confess sins one to one another and you just think okay the purpose of doing that must be just so that that i can just kind of be clean with what's going on in my life and i can kind of face it and you guys will help me through it but what if the most important part about letting up people know what you're struggling with is so that they could pray for you. Mm -hmm. It's not. Yeah, it, it's not about you just like being open with everyone, because that way everyone knows that. Oh yeah, we've all got things we're struggling with, and but it's so that people can be praying for you. I actually, it's kind of weird, but maybe I just never really thought of it that way. With the importance of that side of the our discussion. So the next part is like we can, we should never. Uh, minimize the power of it, right? The power of prayer. I think that's what he's kind of going through when he tells us about Elijah. He's like, he was a, he was just a human being like you, but look what he prayed for and look what happened. Um, and, and we could go back, you know, to Kings and go, well, it was Elijah and, you know, look at the other stuff he did, but he's, he's trying to let us know that there's significant power in prayer, not because we're so powerful and so cool, but because God is so powerful, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and because he is um, full of compassion and mercy. And and this this always brings me to a place where I, I, I do wonder, like, why I don't pray for some things more earnestly if I really, really want to see them happen. I want to see people come into the kingdom of heaven, right? There, right. I have loved ones that I really, really want to see come closer to the Lord. And I know that the Lord just needs to chip, like, just chisel a little hard off of them where the gospel can, like, the Lord, they can see clearly, you know? And and uh, and I wonder sometimes, like, why don't I pray hard for these people why is that not like the thing that i'm just like on the lord about lord lord help 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 you know and it just kind of goes out of my head and i think it a lot of times it goes back up to what we started this thing with like i'm preoccupied with other things that that really are no more important mm -hmm. like the most important thing i'm thinking about your friend you brought up the other day like your friend is is extremely important to you and but he should be extremely important to us because you're important to us you know and as a community of believers like i i gotta remember to put him on my list and like 
all the time, like thinking of him, praying about him. Because mm-hmm. if we believe what it says and that the Lord's really going to answer prayers, then we have to believe that he will bring, you know, as long as it will, he will help open his heart so that he can hear what you have to say. And, you know, at some point he's going to say yes or no. But right. um, if we really believe that the power is in prayer, then then we would we would just do it because we know he's going to answer. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings it back to faith, right? If you honestly mm-hmm. had faith that God was going to answer your prayers, I mean, and that's what that's what Elijah, that's the example there. I mean, talk about a man with faith. I mean, he just he he just called that out and said, "Hey, don't rain. I don't want to rain." And God answered the prayer. I mean, that's like that's a big prayer. That's a big ask, right? And he had faith. If we really, really believed in the power of God, a God that could create just this universe which is mind-boggling, a God that has just this wonderful plan for us, a God that loves each and every one of us and also knows, you know, when a sparrow falls, you know, he knows everything and he cares for everything and he's going to take care of us as his first fruits more than any other creature in this world. If we had faith in that, why wouldn't we pray to him? Why wouldn't we talk to him all the time? Why wouldn't we talk to him about everything? Why wouldn't every waking moment of the day it be us trying to just to be in touch with something that loves us that much? Mm-hmm. Everything that happens throughout the day, I mean, your whole day could be one constant prayer if you know if you really had faith. And the hard part is, is that faith isn't easy. You know, faith is something that you you really got to just, <laughs> I mean, if, if you think about it, if you saw the gates of heaven up there and God on a throne, I mean, that's a different animal than, you know, yeah, I believe he's there, right? Oh, it just boggles the mind to think about if what, what real faith, 100% true faith would look like if we just took everything and just committed to it. And unfortunately, we're all human and we can't see that well. And, and so we fall apart. But prayer is one of the last places that we can be falling apart at because it's our best avenue to be able to foster that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to open our eyes. That's what, you know, you remember the story of Elijah and his servant, right? Because mm-hmm. there he's looking around and he's like, you know, we are completely surrounded. And Elijah's like, nah, man. He was like, Lord, open his eyes so he can see it. Like, see the armies of heaven. Like, look around. Mm-hmm. You see what's really around you. You see what's at work. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and when he could see it, like, faith increased. It is. And it's interesting because everything we're talking about, that that's actually where we end here. It's like in, in 19 and 20. Like, we should be praying for those folks. We should believe. We should pray faithfully people can be turned back to the Lord. Right. Like, hearts opened, you know, and, and I keep saying that because I, I never want to like pass off this system of universalism or something where we just, we pray to the Lord and, and someone completely has stiff arming God, but God will force them into his love. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that if we earnestly pray for people, eternity's in their hearts. It's there. We just have to, plant the seed and help and keep praying and keep believing and be, you know, really faithfully believe, like you said, man, because everything will change as a result. Um, and it, and it, 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 it begs the question, if, if, if we truly are or become a, a community of, 
praying, believing, praying, believing, nonstop praying, believing people. Like what, what will change? Like Amos, start a fire. <laughs> I keep, this discussion just makes me keep going back to think about everything that we've talked about up to this point. You know, just count it all joy. God's going to give to us liberally and without reproach. He's going to, every good and perfect gift comes from above. You know, faith without works. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. You know, up through, pray for everybody. Don't, you know, don't make the O's. Everything that we've talked about, that whatever we're going to do in our lives and how we're going to interact with one another and how we're going to treat people and all that stuff, God's going to give more grace. Chapter 4 and verse 6. And His grace is what saves us. His grace is what's going to see us through. And His grace is what's going to let those prayers work. It's what's going to let that faithful work bear fruit. It's what's going to let us count it joy. It's what's going to let us to persevere. It's what's going to allow us to um, mind our tongues. It's what's going to allow us to do everything that James is telling us to do. Because He gives more grace. And He keeps giving more grace. And so we're going to mess up, and we're going to fall short, and we're going to forget to pray about somebody, and we're not going to do it enough. And we're going to stumble in this, that, and the other thing, and our tongue's going to slip. But His grace keeps coming, and it keeps coming down. And so, like, that's, I just, throughout this whole discussion, that verse just won't leave my mind. But He gives more grace. Amen. Thanks for listening to Seeker. Find us at seekerpodcast.com. Check out our website to see our blog. Thank you, Suzanne, for writing us some awesome articles there. Thanks. Bye.